Welcome to the QAC Team podcast series with your host, Charles Luttrell. Our series features leaders and business owners in your community discussing the customer experience, employee satisfaction, and performance improvement. Our series will help share strategic ideas for coaching and mentoring through mystery shopping in a post-pandemic economy. And now here's your host, Charles Luttrell. Good afternoon, everybody. I am here with Joe. Good afternoon, Joe. Hello, Charles. How are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? We're living the dream. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Tell us who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Joe Gordon, and currently um, I'm the owner of Flash Crab Cake Company. And Yummy. I- Yes. Well, not just in Maryland, but yes, Crab Cake Company. I am myself and my partner of 37 years and husband, Jeff Gordon. Um, uh, My husband's been a restaurateur all his life, his entire career. My Okay, so it's not to be confused with Jeff Gordon. He's not the race car driver. No, and I'm not Miss Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) I've told people that for many years. I can imagine. Very funny story. Um, When I was working in the medical field, doing marketing, public and media relations, I used to work for a cardiac company and had to call patients afterwards. And this was when you had caller ID. And I have to tell people I'm going to call you from my home phone. So it's going to say, Jeff Gordon's calling. And it got to the point where people would literally call our phone and, and leave messages asking us to return a call to this number. So it would say on their caller ID that Jeff Gordon called them. So anyway, great. <laughs> anyway, I'm married to Jeff Gordon um, and he is my partner. Uh, and uh, Jeff, being a restaurateur, my background, like I said, is marketing, public media relations and, and building businesses for other people. But um, in the year 2000, um, we finally were at a point with two young kids where we opened up our first brick and mortar restaurant. At that time, I was still doing my work. Jeff's vision was always to have a brick and mortar. And we opened here in Hartford County, Joe Mama's Steak, Seafood and Jazz Restaurant. So we were at uh, Joe Mama's for about seven and a half years. And at that time, my father-in-law had been taking care of my mother-in-law at Alzheimer's for 13 and a half years uh, if we'd be willing to sell the restaurant because he could no longer take care of mom. Uh-huh. And there really wasn't much of a, a question when it comes to family um, in terms of how we live our life. So we sold the restaurant. But interesting enough, <clears throat> it was during that time that people would call my husband, Jeff, and say, Jeff, will you make me 10 of your crab cakes? Will you make me 20, 50, 100 of your crab cakes? My husband's a very generous man, but at that time he was giving away crab cakes. And I looked at him and I said, Jeffrey, you cannot give away crab cakes. We live in Alzheimer'sville. <laughs> we <laughs> have a job. And you know how when you point a finger at someone, there's always one pointing back at you. And I, I have a lot of moms here. <laughs> that is so true. Um, that's when I started doing research. And as Marylanders, more specifically Baltimoreans, um, my husband and I had found that crab cakes had become a shadow of what we grew up with. And we really believed that um, someone needed to bring a good crab, crab cake back to the marketplace at a fair price. And when I say that, having owned a brick and mortar, I understand the costs that are associated with the overhead. Uh-huh. So I thought to myself, because I've, I've always been the type of uh, businesswoman who's very interested in what they call disruptive business practices. And the best example of that I can give you that that people listening would, would identify with immediately is what Uber, Lyft, Rideshare did to the taxi industry. So they took an industry that she, they knew, but they turned it on, on their head, if I may. Absolutely. So I started looking at the mobile platform, um, not as a, uh, a restaurant on wheels, um, but as a way to distribute a product. So when I first started looking at the possibilities for Flash Crab Cake, and I have to say this, and I can't emphasize this enough, we spent, even though mom, when she came to live with, with us, had had Alzheimer's for 13 years, it was another six and a half years that she was with us. And during this time, she couldn't walk, talk, or feed herself. So that was quite um, a, a family investment. But it, it also was a blessing in a number of ways, because obviously I needed that much time to do the research and development to launch my business the way I wanted to launch my business. Right. And at that, at that time, I didn't really know the way I wanted to, but we 
brick and mortar restaurant. And with me not being the restaurateur, with my husband being the restaurateur, but I as his partner could see so many aspects of that business that when the time came for me to sit down and create, and, and I said to myself, so if I could create the, the perfect job for myself, what would that be? And I had a list of positives and I had a list of negatives. And on my negative side was no BG&E, no roofs, no employees, no liquor license, no back of the house, no front of the house, no carpets that needed to be cleaned, you know, no steamers in the basement. I could go on and on and on and on. Um, but I also um, wanted to challenge myself because as a Baltimorean, if I'm going to open a crab cake company up, I'm going to open it up in Baltimore because yeah. if I'm going to be successful. That's where I'm going to be successful. One of the things that I learned about the brick and mortar was um, yeah, about um, in hindsight, because it's always in hindsight as you move forward about um, the brick and mortar experience. Very difficult. People think it's very glamorous, very, very difficult, the brick and mortar, although it's what my husband did very, very well. Mm -hmm. But I also looked at that experience and said, you know, so we, I was, we were in our 50s, I guess, at that time. And I said, you know, it, it seems like we work our patooties off to take care of the people we love, to have the resources to take care of the people we love. And this is what Alzheimer's taught me. And what we give up is time with the people we love. And if, yeah. we, if we give up that work to spend time with the people we love, in most cases, I'm talking about us average Joes, you don't have the resources to take care of the people you love. Right. So. Not only did I want to launch a mobile crab cake company, but I wanted to create a business from the beginning that was easily duplicatable um, and that I could prove. And so in my business plan, a five-year plan and a 10-year plan, I wanted to be able to prove what I was saying was true. So when I first launched Flash Crab Cake Company in 2014, and that was after six and a half years of research and development, and when I first opened it and for the first four years, I would stomp my feet and I would say, I'm not a food truck. I'm a mobile crab cake company. And the reason I would do that is not because of any disrespect to the, to the food truck industry at all, because literally I sell food and I am in a truck, but I see things differently. So... Um, like I said earlier, you know, I, I didn't want to be a restaurant on wheels. I wanted to create um, a way that I could hold down the, the overhead cost um, and have a means of distributing my product and building my brand. Mm -hmm. So when, when we initially started, I sold one thing, crab cakes. My crab cakes in 2014 for a six ounce all lump crab cake was $10. And everything on my menu board ends in zero for a very good reason. Now, this is how my vision works. I see far, far down the road. But in order to prove that we don't have to work our patooties off to create a business that will equate to the type of uh, resources we need to take care of the people we loved, my first, um, uh, within the first five years, I wanted to prove that I could sell 100 crab cakes a day. 100 crab cakes a day at $10 a crab cake is $1,000. 365 days a year, that's $365,000. You take a 33% off for your operating expenses. That's a quarter of a million dollars. So that's how my math in my mind works. I can take care of my family with $250,000. I can do that. Now, can I prove that? Can I do that? So that's on one side of my vision. That's a personal thing okay. to prove and to create. And on the other side is, hey, I'm going to launch a crab cake company in Baltimore. And people looked at us like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? <laughs> right, because it's Baltimore. I mean, that's, that, that and, crab and, cakes are staple. <laughs> well, and, and all the things that I'm saying, none of this will matter if you don't have the product. That's correct. None of it will matter. But what I started doing was, then I started looking at the food truck industry. And I actually did research and development. I would sit there and look at the operations of a food truck and how a traditional, quote unquote, food truck operates. I, you know, my vision was never to go sit anywhere. I don't want to go sit anywhere. I don't want to go sit on a street corner for, um, you know, for eight hours. That, that's not the vision that I have for my business. Um, but I had to watch how they were doing it so that I could take the things that I saw people were not happy with in that experience and change them. Because I was, one of my promises to myself was no one will ever leave my window unhappy. How do you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, I watched other vendors and what made people unhappy.
And one of the first things I noticed was that I would I would look like, let's say I'd watch up like a lunch crowd, lunch crowd. I'd see people walk up to the window. They take your money. Now they're holding you hostage. Your order's in. Everybody stands around the truck. They're on their phones. They're waiting sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. They're not happy when they get to that window because lunch is over. I started like detailing all of these different things that I saw that affected the experience that somebody had at that window. I also looked at how many people were on that truck in order to provide those services for lunch. And there was usually three or four people in a truck and um, understanding the overhead and what it costs and how much preps involved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I knew that was not what I wanted to do, but then you have to ask yourself the question, well, how do I, how do I change that experience? So knowing that I was only going to do one thing initially, which was my crab cake, knowing that I'm a Baltimorean, knowing that my children taught me both as artists, beauty, art, and taste buds are subjective. I said to myself, well, why don't I do this? When someone walks up to my window, the first question, of course, is have you ever had a flash crab cake? It's a yes or no answer. And if it's no, well, here you go. And I'd give them, I don't know, a nickel size sample of my crab cake. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now I've accomplished two different things right there. Number one, I'm not trying to get you. I have no interest in getting you one time because I'm building a brand. And you may or may not like that because beauty, art, and taste buds are subjective. But if you like it, and I tell you what, the people that I have on tape, because my husband and I usually step away from the window at that time, and you hear things like, oh, Lord, I'll just slap your mama. Woo, you hear all this stuff from my fellow Baltimoreans. This was especially in the beginning. They just couldn't believe what they were tasting because it was what we grew up with, what we believe a crab cake in Baltimore should taste like. But if you don't like it, you don't know how many people have looked at me and go, you know, that's not for my palate, but I so appreciate you giving me that sample. Mm -hmm. So the power of that experience, because they had a, you know, a couple second experience. And, And I said to myself, as I watched people walk up to windows, leave place orders, all that, I was like, Nope, that's not how I'm going to operate my uh, my establishment. Um, I worked when I was younger, multi-million dollar operations with giant food. I worked for UPS, time motion operations, all so that I could understand different methods of operation and how they affect and how you can implement those things that you've learned into other businesses. So in my truck, think of Thrasher's Fries right. with crab cakes. You Thrasher's walk up fries. to my window and I serve you in 7 to 17 seconds. Wow. Full capacity. I pump out 125 crab cakes every 22 minutes. Wow. So when I go to work, I go to work and I'm serious. Right. And I, I only go where I'm invited. But it took me quite a few years to create my, my brand because, again, I had a different vision for my company. I was uh-huh. never interested in just going and sitting on the street somewhere. You very, very rarely will even find me at a food truck event because it's just not what I do. Uh-huh. Um, now you, you'll see like if I'm doing fundraisers, like humane society, et cetera, there'll be, you know, other food options and let's face it, not everybody eats crab cakes, you know, so other options, but, but overall the way I view my business and the way I designed my business and the way it works. And this was so helpful during COVID for us because all of our friends who still had brick and mortars could not operate like this. Uh, and initially, so when I was first looking at how I wanted to operate flash, you know, one of my visions was, well, I like these, what we, what I call a corporate pop-up. For example, um, I do corporate pop-ups at at least 30, if not 40 different places every single month, which means every single day that I want to work, because that's how I work now, I can schedule a corporate pop, uh, pop-up, which means I don't have to schedule another event. I'll go to Evergreens in Columbia, which is an active 55 uh, community, and you would not believe how powerful a three-hour pop-up is at a place like that. Because I go once a month, they know exactly how I do it. And I also do something called Take and Bake, which is wonderful because people not only walk up to my truck and buy crab cakes that are cooked, um, but they also can take Take and Bake. And we Uh make the product fresh every day. So I might have a customer walk up to my window. I might interact with them for, let's say, a whole 60 seconds which is a long time. And, you know, we all can be nice to anybody for 60 seconds. You can always remember that when it comes to the time that you serve a customer. But 60 seconds, that person might take um, a baker's dozen with them. Well, I just had a $280 sale and not a $20 sale. And that's how you can parlay 
and, and, and I say this all the time, my parents used to say it to me, find one or two things you do really well and stick with it. One yes. or two things. And that's what I wanted to do with my vision for my company. But, you know, that was just the beginning. Now, crab cakes today, market price, are t- off of my truck, is $20. They're $20 for six ounce all lump crab cake. In mm-hmm. order for you to get crab cake that tastes like mine in uh, Baltimore, in Maryland, in a restaurant environment, you're talking 30 to $40. Whew. Now, 20 years ago at Joe Mama's, my crab cake for a six ounce cake was $17. I'm mm-hmm. $20 today. And everybody's well aware of what happened with crab meat yes. during COVID and right over because jumbo lump crab meat, we use many sizes from jumbo to petite jumbo to lump nothing ever smaller than a lump but we right. we put it all in together 64.99 a pound i was and getting I ready to say how is um how is the crab meat industry now is it still skyrocketed well inflation the, or the cost it's it's coming down a little but okay. um the biggest thing is for folks like myself and it was funny because i heard richard say it and unless you're in the industry most people don't really understand but yeah. we've had the same distributor for years and years and years because blue swimming crab migrates. This time of year, you're not going to catch a blue swimming crab in the Chesapeake. It, 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 and you can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't. So, you know, at this time of the year, they're in Florida. They're around the Gulf, Louisiana. So our um, um, uh, distributors uh, out of Miami, to be honest with you, oh, okay. has been for many, many, many years. Uh-huh. Because we, we can work 365 days a year. Now, our, our business is such that we don't have to work like that now, um, uh, being eight years of, of building a brand. And I, and I want to kind of go back to something because this is a great segue. Um, I was telling you the first first four years that we were operating, I would say, I am not a food truck. I'm a mobile craft cake company. I would say that. And people would laugh. But the truth of the matter is, <laughs> at the four-year point, I get a phone call from the Food Network, and they would like to honor us by calling us one of the 26 best food trucks in America. And I responded by going, are you expletive, expletive me? And they said, they said, excuse me? And I said, okay, hold on. Let me tell you the story. No disrespect, but I will allow you to call me a food truck if you'd like. But, you know, all of those things are lovely. Um, they're lovely when, when you find that you've pleased people. But I don't live for that. What I live for is when a Marylander or a Baltimorean tastes my crab cake and they look at me and they become a Flash fan. They know, they know, they call me, they're having a function. I mean, I have met, I've been going from one job to another and I'll meet a flash fan at, um, at the park and ride at, at 70, you know, coming off the 695 because they need to grab their take and bake for dinner that right. But, but that's what I can do, you see, because I'm mobile and that's, that's the kind of trust that my flash fans have put in me. Um, it's very interesting. I've had a, you know, I planned on, um, doing flash for about 15 years creating uh, this brand that that people in Maryland would know, positioning the product so that it's an asset, something that that could be carried on. But it was funny, the first year we were operating, it was very cold. And the first two years, actually, we'd be on the street a lot because you can't build a brand unless people know where you are. And I mean, we would be everywhere. I'm talking about from D.C. to Berlin, Maryland, to just everywhere. Wherever we were invited, wherever an opportunity was, we showed up, but when it was cold, we used to have um, artichoke soup and cream of crab and asparagus at our restaurant. And so Jeff said, well, I'm gonna make a big pot of my cream of crab and let's just put it on board today and see what happens. So we put it on board, people loved it. It was an adjunct, so I had two things and now I could really play with them at the window. They could have a, they could have a, um, a taste of the, the crab cake, a taste of the cream of crab. The cream of crab is gluten-free, which is a beautiful thing to offer people. And um, it was a big hit, and we thought, well, springtime comes, it'll warm up, we'll stop it. Well, we have never been able to stop our cream of crab. Wow. Uh, it has become that popular. I mean, it'll be a 90-degree day, and it's not uncommon for me to sell six gallons of cream of crab soup. But there's another reason for that. One day, one of my youngest son comes home from college quite a few years ago, and I'm like, buddy, would you like crab cake? Would you like some soup? He goes, mom, just throw one in a bowl and just cover it with some cream of crab. Boom, there's mom's marketing mind. Boom, Monday. I test marketed the best of both. It's become my bestseller. That's great. Crab cake covered in cream of crab. <laughs> and, and, and now I take that experience where they taste the, the, the two samples. I say, just take a bite of half of that. Don't eat it all. 
how hard it gets, don't eat it all. And then I hand them the soup and say, now just squeeze half of that, don't, don't, and then I have them put it together and squeeze the whole thing in their mouth like a jello shooter, and it's a done deal. They right. can take it from there. But also, if they don't like it, if they don't like it, they, I haven't taken a penny from them. And I wow. love that about what I do. Yeah, that is really you know? cool. So at least now, people, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I was looking at your website and I saw, I watched the video. Is that your husband that was handing out those samples? That's my husband, my son, who's in the film industry. Now, he was just a, um, just a freshman at Drexel when he filmed that. Uh-huh. for us so that's when they were ten dollars a crab cake as uh-huh. you said there and then my right. other son in the film industry did the soundtrack i mean in the music industry did the soundtrack yeah so it's so, a really yeah. cool video i i like it you know it's it, it showed you know they're the interviewing people and you know your husband's giving out the little samples it's it really cool i like See, it. Well, that was the very beginning and that was uh-huh. what it took for us but did you, you could hear and see the baltimoreans yes every, every time we did that it just reinforced for us that yes, somebody had to bring this crab cake back. And and the truth of the matter is, you know, I have so many families that, yeah, you know, we all love crab cakes, but you know, you can't take the kids and all and hit a restaurant at 30 or $40 a head because yeah. you have drinks and you have tips. So let's be real about it. So part of my vision then kind of manifests itself into, wait a minute, you know, how can I, why, why can't I just hand the crab meat mixture to my, my customers? Why can't yeah. I just do that? Well, you can't just do that. Yeah, I'll have you know there are regulations. <laughs> regulations. There, there right. are government roads you have to travel down. Which exactly I right. then did the research and the development into, and it took me almost a year to launch that side of my business. But it's just an adjunct, as you know. And from the business side of things, if you're somebody that's listening that's that's trying to build a business, keep this in mind: crab cake, cream of crab soup, no different packaging to go to the best of both. So because I had a soup bowl, that's what I served the cream of crab by itself. So the right. best of both was the crab cake in the bottom covered with cream of crab. Right. So I didn't have to add anything to production. Everything was there, but gave my customers a totally new offering. It's a whole new experience. Absolutely. Whole, and, and I'll have flash fans walk up and they'll have somebody with them and they'll go, how I remember me. And usually I don't because I deal with so yeah. many people. Hundreds of people um, a day, right? I get it. <laughs> sometimes thousands, you know, it's insane. But I say, of course I do. What can we do today? And they'll look at me and go, can they have the experience? I said, yeah, let's give them the experience. And the experience <laughs> is they get a sample boat. So, yeah. you know, you create something for someone that's, again, this is what a disruptive business practice is. Now, when I'm rocking it, like Thrasher's rocks it, there's no time for that. But, you know, this is all a study in, in, in human behavior because it's a very interesting thing when you watch, watch this scenario. Let's say I'm, I happen to be parked next to um, someone who operates more like a traditional food truck and the lines are starting to form. And you see the people over in the traditional food truck line and they are looking over while they're waiting to get to a window to place an order at my line. And they're seeing my line move. But they're seeing the people walk up to my window and walk away from the bag within 7 to 17 seconds. And you see the light bulbs pop like, whoa, what is going on over there? What is but she the, doing? Right. Well, and I'll tell you, I've had so many, you know, it's funny because in the beginning, I would watch people that were operating traditional food trucks try some of the things, some of the approaches that we do. And remember, that, you know, my approach does not work for everybody. But, sure. You know, I would watch them sample whatever it is that they were offering. And then see people turn around and walk away. That didn't work for them. <laughs> for whatever uh-huh. reason. Uh-huh. But it did. But I, I could see them take elements of what we were doing and try to apply them. But it's not a, it's not a, a one-issue thing. This is, this is a broad spectrum uh-huh. of, of understanding of how people work, how the industry works, how operation works, um, and then how to take your vision. And do with it what you want. Because what I want to do is when I go out is I want to hit, you know, I want to serve 300 people an hour and work for three hours. Do the math. That's 900 people. And let's say my average sale is $20. Do the math. How many days a week do you have to work like that to take care of the people you love? That's the question I asked myself in the beginning. But more importantly was, can I create something that I can show to other people? So even when we designed the operations of our business from the very beginning. Like when my husband makes the crab cakes every day, he adds 
like number one, which is his wet mixture, to number two, which is uh, the seasoning package. The seasoning packages are all made in batches. Uh So you don't sit there with a measuring spoon every time you're making crab cakes. No, you open one of those packages, and that goes into your Lexan pan, um, and that's going to make 60 crab cakes. So these little things are already developed should the time come when I'm ready to give this opportunity to another person. Right. And they want to do it. And I'm able to, more importantly, it's called quality control. Every Uh single time you get a flash crab cake, it tastes exactly the same. Every single time you get cream of crab, it tastes exactly the same. And that's very, very important. Yeah. Um, You know, we, um, a friend of mine, we talked about that. I think last week or so I had mentioned about, you know, no matter where you go for McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, you get the same burger, you know, it's not different anywhere you go. And when you can, you can duplicate that like that, that's, you got something. But, but more than that is yes, you have something when you have a recipe like that, but you have to have the understanding of the industry enough to be able to pull that off, to understand what it takes to do that. Because I know, I know exactly what goes into um, every one of those packages and it is locked up in a lock box in a bank the recipe well it That's is awesome. as it should be because it people ask be. me all the time they say can i have the recipe for that and i look and i'm like, sorry you may not you, you it's may like not. it's like it's like spongebob right the crusty crab you got it locked up man it's a secret formula <laughs> but it's it's true you know it's very very true because you know and people look at us i mean you just you can watch it and you can time it. They get that sample. They look at you and it's 30 seconds later and those spices are blowing up in the back of their throat mm-hmm. like they always did for us. And, you know, people also walk up to my window and go, hey, do you have the best crab cake in Maryland? And I look at them just kind of blank face and I go, wouldn't that be arrogant of me to say? It would be because beauty, art and taste buds are subjective. I, I don't need to say that. Right. I don't need to say that to anyone. If you want to say it, you may say it. But that's not where I come from. You know, this whole experience has been probably, aside from Alzheimer's, taking care of someone, the most mm-hmm. humbling experience of my life. That's awesome. Because I'm a Baltimorean. I get to sell crab cakes in my state. And, you know, as difficult as it is to find a good crab cake in Baltimore, it's even more difficult when you go outside of Baltimore. Right. And people don't want to go into Baltimore these days. It's it's it's, it's kind of cantankerous at times. But, um, you know, we're known for that. And whether I'm in Howard County or Prince George's County or Queen Anne's County or wherever I may be in my home state, they're Marylanders. And when but, they go ahead, question. Uh, but, but, yeah, but you know, you you raise a good point though because, like Rofo Chicken, right? Everybody's like world famous Rofo Chicken, right? It's great. To me, it's just chicken. Yep. It, it doesn't. It's just chicken. I don't right. find it any more appealing than. Kentucky Fried or Popeyes, you know? Well, you know, you know? It, 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 it's interesting because um, a lot of people, a lot of people live and die by that type of thing. You would right. never, ever find on my truck um, where it says um, Food Republic uh, named Flash Crab Cake is one of six places to get an excellent crab cake in Baltimore and the only, the only mobile platform. All the rest mm-hmm. of them are restaurants. And people would know if you know where to go, get a good crab cake. Right. I don't, don't need that. And, and I didn't even know, I mean, all of these reviews um, about my business and what I do, I never even knew they existed. I mean, my sons called me from Philadelphia or wherever, like, Mom, did you see this new review? Did, did, did you see what, uh, eat that, not eat this, not that, just wrote about Flash? I'm like, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's funny because I'm too busy selling my crab cakes and right. loving what I do and people are having just this wonderful experience. Um, and once, you know, once you get a brand and – you know, people that are just starting out in business or just learning um, some of the or just coming to some of the understandings about business, um, you know, wherever you are now is preparing you in some way to be able to um, create your brand. And it all starts with you and who you are. Right. Um, you know, but none of it matters if you don't have the product. Right. So and, does Joe Mama's um, Steak and Seafood still exist? Well, we sold it. Okay. Um, and and another uh, another restaurant went in um, there. Okay. Um, so know the name. I didn't sell the name. Actually, the beautiful sign, Joe Mama sign, is a headboard now. So. Oh wow, that's <laughs> cool. Pretty funky headboard. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So, and actually, all you have now is your mobile 
your mobile crab cakes. You know, that's all we have time to do. Right. Because although I'm sharing all this wonderful stuff with you and there's a great vision um, yeah. for my company, where I want to take in the next seven years, because when I launched, I wanted to give myself 15 years mm-hmm. before I uh, before I retired. So this was going to be the last hurrah before I retired. Right. And I wanted, I wanted to build a brand so that it was something that I could sell. You know, I'd love to see ju- uh, Yummy Foods grab the, the Flash brand and you'd mm-hmm. be able to get a Flash crab cake anywhere in Maryland. I would love to see something like that happen, but that wouldn't happen for seven years. The thing is, um, you know, we made it through COVID 2020, but in March of 2020, so every single year up until 2020, from 2014 to 2020, I never saw a year with less than 28% growth. That was the minimal amount of growth that I saw in any one year. 2020 hit, and that March, I was scheduled every single day, some days doubles and triples, through Thanksgiving of 2020 and 2020 started and everything stopped. Mm. Every business stopped. Now, brick and mortars couldn't even open their doors for a long time. I think everybody was locked down for at least two weeks or whatever. But I, by design, had at least 30 corporate pop-ups that I could go to one a day, every single day. day. With yep. mask and shield and chalk and six foot marks and everything that was necessary to for compliance. Right. Those people who couldn't move could walk outside of their building. Right. And I could make it through COVID. And I made it through COVID, as difficult as that was. And then right. December of 2020, my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh, no. So I had to run Flash Crab Cake by myself 2021. Oh. And still, things were not open. Um, you know. Because of COVID, you know, they were right. not, uh, you know, any federal building that I would go to, you know, and do a hit and run, I call them hit and runs when I go for two or three hours, you know, any of those kind of things, the people were not there. So that part I couldn't do, which was probably, a, you know, a blessing because there was only so much I could do by myself. But anyway, October 22nd of this year, which was one day before our 34th wedding anniversary, 37th anniversary of knowing each other, we were coming home from a double and a young man at 21 flew through a stop sign, broadsided my truck, and flipped my truck. Oh, no. Flipped my truck on the 22nd of October. And so we just found out about a week and a half ago that everything is a complete loss. Oh, no. So having said that, and knowing that I have a brand, um, we will be heading down south next week uh, to look at a couple trucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I hope to be up and running by March at the very, very latest. So um, that happened. And, you know, like I said earlier, you have to learn how to bend. You can't break if you have a clear vision of what it is you want to do. Um, I can't let my flash fans down. I, I just can't. I mean, Chris yeah. is crazy. You know, we went to our commissary. We made take and bake. And we had flash fans coming from everywhere just to pick up their take and bake and to support us while we were going through this. So the, the love has been um, just humbling. And right. normally in January and February, we take a little break anyway um, and, and okay. try to get out of town. So it just right. happens that uh, we, we already had a trip scheduled to go to Southern Florida. And there are three trucks in Southern Florida that I'm going to look at next week. Yeah, I was so, going to ask you, how, how are you managing without a truck now? Well, uh, actually, we just finished with um, therapy and stuff like that, too, because the truck flipped. And, yeah. Whenever, and, and yeah, uh, devastating. Uh, yeah. And, the, and the interesting thing is because... When we launched Flash initially, Alzheimer's was over. Both of my boys were out of college. And that's the first time that, you know, we, I was really dealing with that um, empty nest syndrome or whatever they call that. Because, right. you know, so it was like, okay, well, Flash is our baby now, babe. This is our baby. So we're going to nurture this and we're going to build it and, and it's going to grow up and it's going to learn to crawl and then it's going to walk and then it's going to run. And that's how we envisioned our business. Right. And, and, and then even with COVID, and even with cancer. And now even with our truck being flipped, you know, you just can, you know, for me, it's like, uh, well, okay. You know, uh, first two weeks were pretty dark. You know, I felt like um, there was some grieving going on there because my baby, I saw my baby flipped over and laying in the middle of a road. Right. But um, the baby wasn't dead, injured. The things that can be replaced are going to be replaced. Uh You can't be replaced. And so we're going to move on, you know, and so I just keep my flash fans um, in, in the cycle. The new truck will obviously work perfectly for the next seven years. 
um, so seven more years and hopefully we'll be calling it a wrap. I was hoping if there are some visions for the company, you know, um, I'd like to take it, especially at our age, um, you know, I'd like to spend a couple months out of the year in a warmer client climate because mm-hmm. I think Southern Florida definitely needs a good crab cake. No doubt about it. And that would just be a great place for me to sell crab cakes in the winter right. time. Um, but also, you know, Baltimore, the Baltimore area, um, is so important to me and, uh-huh. and, and the brand and Hey, you know, just to be honored, um, to be among those that, that, that people want to get a crab cake from it in my hometown. Um, it's pretty special. Right. Well, I gotta, I gotta say, you must have, um, read my message when I sent this to you because you hit all of my questions and I didn't have to ask any of them except the first one. Charles, I told you, I dropped my license. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing about it is when people, people work with me, not so, vendors or people that are you know, buying, say a wrap for a truck or something like that. And usually my husband keeps his mouth shut when it has to do with this side of things because he's uh-huh. operational. You know, that's what right. he does. They will look at him and go, boy, she's, she's a tough one, isn't she? <laughs> you know, you have to get everybody a break. You know, she's right on top of that. She's right on. But, you know, it's my business. So hey, you said it right there. You said it. It's yours. It's your business. You want to run it the way it needs to be run. And you're you're doing a good job. Well, and I had to respect your business because, you know, I mean, you sent me information. You told me how you operate. Um, what, what it was you were trying to accomplish. And I just figured I was here to help you with that accomplishment. So um, I've been honored to do this and speak with you today. It's been so much fun. Yeah, I tell you, and that's, that's the thing about this. You know, when people re- re- respond back to me and say, you know, tell me more of what are you, what are you, what are you doing with this? And I said, you know, look, I'm a small business. I want to help small businesses and I want to grow with small businesses. You know, that's been my, my dream with this is interview people and get their story out there and help promote them. You See, know? and the beautiful thing about it is how we help each other. Yes. So then I go to your, uh, I go to your podcast and I take that link and I put it in my social media and I tell all my flash fans will listen to it so they can turn on to you. And then I ask them to share it, to like it and share it. And then they turn it on. And it's the most powerful, um, as far as I'm concerned, I've done marketing for years and years and years, but um, to me, it's the most powerful form of, of marketing and networking that, that we have available to us today. So, yeah, that's why I chose to do this because, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know, but I ran a mystery shopping company back in 2008 to 2012 prior, you know, got divorced some things got messy and mm-hmm. I shut it down. And then here it is, I'm restarting and doing it again on a different name, you know, I found this to be very, very useful, you know, and people are loving it. And it's a great part of how to get into the door and talk to people, you know? Well, you know, anyone, you know, I would hope that anyone, because I talk to people all the time too. I mean, as you do, and they just come up to my window and they'll say, Hey, you know, I want to open up a food truck, let's say. And I look at them and I say, have you done your research? Right. And they look at me and I go, now you have to do your research. For example, prior to me even building our first truck, what I did knowing, because we owned a brick and mortar, about the health departments in our state, uh-huh. if you live in Hartford County, you need to know, and this is to your benefit, to your benefit, the health department in Hartford County is one of the toughest in this state. Yes, it is. So you know what I did? I built my truck to their specifications. Very so why, smart. Why would you say it's the toughest? It's everything that, that I do in my truck. It's just so that my uh, flash fan has the safest experience. And that's what the health department does. Right. So that was my mentality. I build it for the, these specifications. There will not be a health department in this state that I can't take my truck to. Now, government, I mean, local, statewide, uh, the licensing, it, it, it's, it's insane what you have to do. And right. it was so much different in 2014. They tried to help out mobile vendors by, um, by implementing what they call reciprocity license. Uh-huh. When they did that, there were a couple caveats that they did not um, address. And, and I, I certainly learned uh, from this because I originally had my license in Harford County and in Baltimore City. Uh-huh. Harford County, it's Harford County, 
then you have to have a license in Bel Air, one in Harvard Grace, one in Aberdeen to operate. You have to have a state of Maryland license and have a Baltimore City license. Now, any other counties or whatever that I wanted to vend in, I'd have to go and get a daily license. So they came up with this idea of reciprocity, meaning if you were licensed in one county, you could go to a neighboring county and because you had that license, you pay them a couple hundred bucks and you've got a reciprocity without having to go through all the all the, the planning reviews and all that kind of thing. Because that's so, a lot of work. That is oh, really a lot of work. It's And that's why I say to people, have you done your research? Because yeah. where do you want to operate from? Do you know the regulations in that area? Do you know what this is going to cost you annually? Do you understand that you pay retail sales tax every month? You pay quarterly. You pay annually. Do you understand all of this? Because you can't write a business plan if you don't understand these things. Because you never, ever know what your operating expenses are going to be. But here's right. one thing that happens when you op- when I opened up my now backtrack in Hartford County, when I when I was licensed in 2014, it's important to understand. And I didn't really understand this. Clearly, then, I'd never opened up a mobile company. But, you know, you have to have people in order to be able to sell your product. But at that time in Bel Air, there were only three places where you could park a mobile truck. And one was behind the mill. Another one was behind the industrial park, behind the mall. And the other was behind the clamshell Shamrock Park. So uh-huh. Those are the least three three places where I would think where least people would be walking, or, or yeah. they would see that you were there. So after a year, I did not renew those licenses because anytime I wanted to work in Harford County, I could get a daily license for a special event. So right. I was licensed just in Baltimore City. Now, when you are licensed in Baltimore City, you have to have a commissary that you are attached to that you lease, and that has to be within a ninety mile radius. Of where you're licensed. So I'm licensed in Baltimore City. My commissary is on the other side of Taylor Avenue, right off of 695, which is excellent for me because usually I come down 95, hit 695. You know, I can hit the commissary, do what I need to do. do. Although in my particular case, you know, I've got a wet mixture, I've got crab meat, and, and we can keep making them on board all day long if we want to. Right. Okay. So I don't have to go anywhere. Very little prep. Uh, you know, I don't have all that. I have no waste. But, um, when I went to get a reciprocity just last year because friends of ours opened up Hopkins Brewery and they wanted to, to come up there, they informed me at that time that the reason I couldn't get a reciprocity was because I am not licensed in the same county where my commissary is. Huh. I said, excuse me? I'm within a 90-mile radius. I know, but to get a reciprocity, you have to be licensed in the same county. So in Baltimore City, the only commissaries are on the west side of Baltimore. Not effective uh, for me. Okay. Not. So it's way out of the way. Yeah. Right. That's why I chose where I was because, was, and, and a friend of mine owns uh, this food service facility and he has for years. And so it was excellent right off of 695. It worked right. and it was within the 90 mile radius. But the folks, the powers that be, when they were trying to be helpful with reciprocity, no one was in the industry and understood that that 90 mile radius was in there. And then they put in, you have to be licensed. So in my case, I have uh, refrigeration, convection oven, um, NSF approved uh, soup holders. And that's all I have on my truck. That's all I need. I have no oil. I have no open flames. I don't need any of that kind of Uh stuff. But in Baltimore County, to get a license, you have to have what they call an ANCEL system, which is a fire suppression system. Understandable when you have open flame or oil. Um, it's mandatory in a restaurant environment. It's mandatory. My truck, it's not. But for me to get the license in Baltimore County, I have to now go through an appeal process. Wow. And bring the fire people in and have to prove my case, oh, which geez. is insane. But I'm going to eliminate that with the new truck by um, my next truck. will probably have an ANCEL system in it, even though just, I don't need just one. Just have it built in if you don't need it, right? Exactly. Well, exactly, because what, when I... Uh, because you see your licenses are attached to your truck. Right. So now that that other truck um, is a total loss, the new truck will have the new licenses. So I'll just go right to Baltimore County. My commissary will be right in Baltimore County. Now Howard County, Harford County, Baltimore City will all be reciprocity licenses. There but had go. I not, had I not experienced what I experienced and you see, oh, this only comes through working your dream, working your business. I heard Richard mention a lot of, you know, a lot of the things that, the way that he evolved, you know, with the seafood stuff. It it happens to all of us. The longer you're in business, the more you learn about what you do and the more you learn about the people that love what you do. Right. And how you can continue to grow and 
and stay with the times of how things change. You know, you keep up with the change. Well, one of the one of the hardest um, things for us now is because now I'm at the point where you know that first goal that I told you that I had we accomplished um, in the first four years, and of course, um, crab cakes are no longer ten dollars, but they're twenty dollars. So mm-hmm. even to do those numbers, I, I would only have to sell fifty. Right. And some days I go out and I'll sell a thousand. Mm-hmm. or 1200 or whatever I might sell. Well, how many days don't I have to work now to keep my numbers there? That's right. where I am now. So right. now we're at the point where, and we like it, um, you know, it's kind of amazing. People would not even really understand how amazing it can be. Like I will go and do a three-hour um, little lunch gig at Howard County General Hospital and pop over to the Evergreens 55 community for another couple of hours. And I could have a $4,000 day. Right. And very, and very easy. <laughs> five hours of work. Yeah, I have to drive for an hour and a half. Right. But, you know, I'm really, I'm happy on my way there because I'm on my way to work and I love what I do. And uh, you, I'm happy you, on my way home. You say you love what you do. There, you, I think you said it. You love what you do. man. That, that is great. Yeah. We don't yep. all, we all, we don't all get that. But, you know, we all should hope to strive for being able to create that, which we would love to do. But you can only create that. When you spent enough time doing enough of the things you never want to do again. Right. How'd Oprah say it? Do what you have to do till you do what you want to do. You know? Yeah. That, well, <laughs> even when you're doing what you want to do, there's a lot of stuff that you got to do. You know? <laughs> it's still you know, there, like, right? With the regulations. But it's like, how do you want to look at it as you're approaching it? As exactly. a pain in the patootie or just, you know, just um, something, an obstacle you have to overcome. Part of doing business, right? Exactly. You know, and for us, this is, I have never ever uh, created uh, in all the businesses I've opened for people or done anything this simple. The only thing I've ever wasted on any given day is lettuce. If I cut too much lettuce for the, uh, for the uh, crab cake sandwich. Lettuce. That's the only waste I ever had. And that's not really a big, a big deal. It's, you know, that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to the kind of waste there is in a, you know, in a restaurant environment. And, uh, you know, and the things you have to turn. You know, right. I mean, I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have a sous chef. I don't have any, none of the prepping. And it's funny because, you know, we even reconsidered doing very big events like seafood festivals, et cetera, things like that. We are mm-hmm. reconsidering them because they want you to be at a place at seven in the morning. Um, they said everybody can be set up and ready to go because you know, the VIPs will come at 11 and then the gates open at 12 and then you're working till eight o'clock at night. Right. Well, I'll get somewhere at seven and I'm drinking cappuccinos and reading newspapers until quarter, you know, 20 till 12, because it only takes 20 minutes for my first batch to come out of the oven. Man, so, great. you know, to me, time is money. Um, yeah. And I spend all of that time and I'll make as much money as I do, you know, a double header, you know, where I hit the 55 community or, and hit, you know, I, I mean, I have these communities that I go to, I'll be in a church parking lot behind the school. And mm-hmm. everybody in that neighborhood knows that I am there on the third Thursday of every single month. And you would be amazed at, at the people that come out and the type of numbers that I can do. Right. It's just a beautiful thing. You, di- you know, it doesn't have to be harder than, you know, I don't have to be there every morning till 2 a.m. I want to do that stuff anymore. But, right. you know, I had to do that. I had to open at 11 for lunch and, you know, all of those kind of things. Pick up the kids and then my husband would take them home and, you know, you'd stay till closed. And just all of that right. it was so overwhelming. Yeah. And, you didn't make any money. Right. <laughs> That's know? the thing. If it's not, you put the time in, but it's, the money is not there with the time. It, it's got to make We work sense, our patooties you know? off to take care of the people we love. And what do we give up? Time with the people we love. I don't think we love. We yep. don't have the resources. So yep. that, you know, I, I think that I've, you know, I, I've overcome that. If we can just keep the pandemics, the natural disasters, cancer, <laughs> right. and, and kids on their phone running through stop signs away from me. Oh, just right. Just fine. So. Right. It's so, crazy. how 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 do we find you right now? Well, um, right now there's no truck out. Um, we are not adverse yeah. um, to take and bake for anyone, and they can find us um, either by calling. You can call us direct directly at four one zero three two two nine one four three. Okay. You can like our page on Facebook. Um, okay. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. I want folks to know that graciously, my sons. Um, took care of all my techno stuff. So when I post something on Facebook, it goes to all the other um, social media things. I do not sit by a computer or by my phone when I'm doing what I do 
looking for people to ask me where I am or how much something is that day because I'm too busy serving people. Right. I, I, I don't deal with my technology that way. Call us. If you want to know, you know, our flash fans, call us. We'll pick up the phone. If you're between where we're going to be, we get it arranged. Um, because I'm in Bel Air, it's not uncommon. A lot of flash fans come right to my house and pick up their take and bake. And right, right now that works for us. But um, hopefully uh, next week I will have found a truck and um, I can just get through, um, you know, all the all the licensing requirements and all that and stuff. And get it back on the road. Up and running yeah. soon and just follow me on, on Facebook. You can okay. send me a message through Facebook. Um, our email address is there if you want to, you know, if, you, if, if you're interested in having us um, um, attend um, an event or something like that. We only go where we're invited. So, right. and, um, I don't pay to go anywhere. Right. Um, it's just not what I do. Right. Um, unless, unless it's a fundraiser and then yeah. we, we go there, you know, we, we donate back. Um, right. Of everything that's, that we that's do. important. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But, well, and there's so yeah. many fun ones. I mean, the dog fest out in Reisterstown every year, we do that. We do toast with a ghost, mm -hmm. um, for the, for the library system. And I mean, the fundraisers, people just love it. And more importantly, they love when they're, you know, they got a, a beautiful beer or a nice glass of wine, they get a crab cake that tastes like that and they're just peaking. So, but you're going to see more of us in Hartford County with the new truck because we have, we will have eliminated that issue with the reciprocity. So, right. Um, Absolutely. You know, I and mean, I also I have some help for you as yeah. I was talking with a couple of other um, food trucks. I've worked on something that I, that I did. I'll explain to you off air okay. what I did, but it, it got stolen, which is okay. And I can I can modify it to do other things, which I'm going to work on. Okay, and I'll, I'll talk about it with you. It's it'll definitely help with the uh, problem of people finding you. Beautiful. That's yeah, good. it's a definitely right. a, it's a great idea. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for this great detailed story that I didn't have to ask that one single question <laughs> except the first one. Well, uh, you know, I'll leave you with this. My dad's nickname for me used to be Motor Mouth. So <laughs> that's okay, right? I mean. <laughs> You just, you, it just, you just made the flow go, you know. Thank you, Charles. And, That's very sweet of you. And I appreciate that because I don't have to talk much, you know. Yeah. I, I just, you know, listen to what you had to say, and you know, and our listeners can listen to what you had to say, and hopefully, it will have some people reach out to you. Uh, I'd love to hear from them. Calling um, that number, and yeah, beautiful. and I think you should talk to Hopkins. The uh, brewery to get on here and do a oh yeah we'll get back to me. Danny uh, yeah, yeah we will um and, and you know all of the great folks at uh, at the health department in uh in Hartford County now they, they they were working with me on the reciprocity because I was getting ready to do the the thing with where I had to the thing in Baltimore County but they don't know that my truck was flipped because we just finished therapy yesterday so um gotcha yeah yeah so if they hear this or anybody hears it they'll know why they haven't heard from us but we'll be up there soon so look for us guys especially yeah. when time comes so glad you're forward. um glad you're doing okay from the truck yeah, sure. flipping and um we'll we'll talk after this podcast sounds good and um everybody look out for these flash crab cakes i can't wait to try them myself i will definitely be there Thanks, Charles. <laughs> and talk I will to talk later. to you soon. Thank you Thank again. You. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to the QAC Team Podcast with your host, Charles Luttrell. Today, we took you beyond the restaurant table and into the kitchen with leaders and business owners in your community. For more information, visit us at qacteam.com or Facebook and Instagram at qac.team. Thanks for listening.